Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank all the listeners, the viewers, and of course the patrons out there. The team here at Vector Sigma hopes that we can bring a little levity and a distraction from the weight of the real world. Time is always precious, but that has become even more obvious now. We want to say that we really do appreciate everyone out there that's spending their time with us. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and this is take two, not a second set of the episode, just take two of the initial part because OBS is screaming and crying and throwing a fit and stamping its feet and all those those little kid things that'll drive you crazy because it doesn't want to cooperate. So, we're trying this again. Uh, we're finally at the end of spoiler season. I think we all agreed we're, we're happy to have the full set, uh, but we did get some other bad news that we're going to go through first, and that is that Origins has been postponed. Originally going to be June 17th through 21st. It's now postponed to October 7th through 11th on screen as a screenshot, but Scott, you were, before everything imploded, you were telling us how Palmer's the resident historian, he would know better, but uh, you got an email actually probably about the same time this press release went up. Yeah, I assume because we're considered press that we got the email like literally five minutes before it went up. Because I, when I right. retweeted it, a lot of people hadn't seen it yet. So, gotcha. um, yeah. So it is what it is. I think they like the decision was supposed to be made on May second, but they made it basically a month ahead of time. It probably has to do with the fact that a lot of other conventions at that convention center were were scheduling, and they didn't want to probably miss any opportunity to have this. Absolutely. So they just went ahead and did, just went ahead and instead of like rolling the dice what was going to happen they just said okay let's secure a time later this year when we know well mm. quote no that yeah, uh, no as well we as you can know at this stage resuming normal activities assuming we ever can who knows yeah it's uh i don't know it's definitely very uncertain uh there were a lot of well maybe not a lot but i definitely saw some responses already to People reacting with concern for other things later in the year, namely Gen Con or other conventions, and we'll have to see. I mean, there's there's still a lot of days between now and then. This, just like when we talked about the set being delayed, to me feels – I mentioned it before, so it, I guess I'm repeating myself, but not on the recording because it was when the recording blew up, but – uh. <sighs> It was waiting for the other shoe to drop. It kind of felt like this was going to happen, and that's not a, oh, I knew something was going to happen because somebody told me. It was just the way the world seems to be going at this stage, and for a precautionary thing, it definitely makes sense rather than packing a bunch of nerds <laughs> shoulder to shoulder in a room when we're talking yeah. about the real life. So and all the things that are happening in real life, it definitely seems like the safer option, the more prudent option, and... Like I said, with Wizards' decision, I, I give them credit for making what is quite obviously a very difficult decision that and being decisive about it ahead of time. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, 
I don't see any of this as that big of a deal because I don't understand what people would be doing if it was available. You wouldn't actually be able to play it. You wouldn't actually be able to play it in any shape or form with anybody else anyway. So I don't mm-hmm. see the big deal. Like your only option nowadays is to be playing games virtually. So like I've, I've heard, and this is like a larger topic, but like I've heard people people thinking this is like so terrible. But I, but I guess my response is like there's no other options like unless you're just going to play some kind of online game mm-hmm. instead and put your time time into that like there's really not much else you'd be doing with anything mm-hmm. physically so I, I really don't see it as a big deal every, every single game is in the same boat so yeah, I really don't see it as that big of a deal it's the part that I can sympathize most with is at least traditionally you know it's the you knew when it was coming it was the summer months a lot of people work wise end up taking time off then all schedules and all bets are off anyway because of everything that's going on. So as a result, shifting it to later in the year, again, it, it feels safer and more prudent and also will likely, I mean, obviously anything can happen between now and then, but give people more of a chance to be able to attend than they might have otherwise been able to. So it, we, we got to at least be hopeful that... <laughs> By October, we'll we'll be in good shape. Yeah, I mean, I used to go to restaurants twice a week, and I'm not allowed to do that, so I'm not really that <laughs> concerned about like yeah about this being twice a year. So I mean, like it'll mm-hmm. happen, or you know, when it happens, the way I see it. So right, but uh, yeah, that that just came to our attention uh, three hours ago or so yeah, <laughs> at the right. time of yeah. this recording. So, uh, as per the norm, Tech Talk seems to always have the the new and exciting cutting edge edge information (laughs) so uh all right you had mentioned something there scott about virtual games and it's not officially on the schedule by the way your camera blew up on us again it's frozen but whatever i'm not i'm not changing anything on this side i'm telling you right now because i'm not doing this again (laughs) our connection seems weak that's all i can tell you yeah um as long as the audio is coming through We'll go with that. So, if you want me, if you want me, if at some point you want me to go audio only, it's no problem. No, your audio is coming through fine as of okay, right now. Okay. So, uh, or at least I hope so. Shout out to Chad if you let us know otherwise. Uh, but what I was going to say is you had mentioned virtual games, and I just wanted to put something out there real quick because we have been given the fact that as you you accurately pointed out, we can't actually get together to play right now. <laughs> we are making yes. best effort to try and experiment with live streaming outside of this channel. It's actually on the Vector Sigma Info YouTube page. So if you haven't checked that out, you can check the VODs afterwards or hang out with us in real time on Tuesdays and Wednesdays over there because Dan has put in a Herculean effort to try and you know, drag everybody into this century and get us playing online. Uh, of course, we're we're doing it with proxies, so there are some limitations. You're probably going to hear us. Uh, wait, what is that card again? Read me the text a few more times than normal, but it gives us something. It felt almost no different to me, to be honest with you, when I played last night. Once like, you, it felt fine. Yeah. Once you get the setup right, like the first week that I was playing with Dan, I had his board, like, perpendicular to where i was sitting just because mm-hmm. the way my monitor and physical setup was now that i have things excuse me rearranged a little bit it's it's much smoother uh and i just have to figure out where the volume of my voice can be since i'm using the webcam that's pointed at the table i felt like i was yeah. yelling the whole time maybe i don't need to yell 
I, ye- I yell anyway, <laughs> no, I, but... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The audio sounded fine to me. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to hear some thoughts on our game just from other people that were there, mm-hmm. but um, that were watching it or have watched it since then, but... Um, right. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to be around during the weekend, like... Um, I, I, there's no Easter for me. Like I'm not, I'm not looking for eggs or anything like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. um, or eating, or eating peeps or anything. So, uh, so I'll, uh, so you're just jamming games or best, as mean, many games I, as we can get. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm probably gonna be organizing cards like I always do, but like, well, otherwise, yes, <laughs> there's I, that I'll, too. I'll <laughs> I have to admit, uh, as a result of my, my new work area, um, and cutting on cutting down on my commute, we'll say, uh, I've had more time to organize cards too. So, <laughs> or at least clean up. So I can definitely sympathize there. But we just wanted to throw that out there because it's a new initiative. Definitely give us feedback on that. Um, like I said, it wasn't officially on there, but what is officially on there? How about that segue? We're going to talk about <laughs> all of the reveals, official reveals from Wizards of the Coast because we. We did have one, I want to say it was Friday or Saturday, in Turn the Tide, which is later in the uh, the, the show. Oh, but you then, put alphabetically, you didn't put that by itself? Uh, no, no, because they're all battle yeah. cards with the exception of the one. So, um, okay. So they're alphabetical right now, and the, the big glut of them came two days ago, or Monday, and it was kind of sneaky. There wasn't, I mean, there wasn't eventually a social media announcement, but it was one of those... All right, Facebook page, here you go. And here are all the pictures. Yes. <laughs> which, yes. which I'll be honest, I've said it many times before, but I, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, it's just, it's simultaneously cool because it's like somebody was just randomly checking the page and wait, wait, I don't remember seeing that before. What? And then, oh yeah, there's 17 cards. Uh, and it's also, I just want to get them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, totally. Yeah. Uh, but let's, dive into the cards themselves first one up is blade flurry uh and as i said mentioned before all of these were revealed by wizards it just made it easier for my overlay so shout out to them for that Uh, but blade flurry is a no pip action one of your characters gets plus two until end of turn if it has a weapon instead it gets plus four until end of turn so one of the questions that came up and I think I know the answer, but one of the questions that came up when this was initially revealed was, let's say you have a weapon, you do the plus four. Wow, your camera came back in a, in a kind of funny Scott, <laughs> spot, Scott. You're, doing- <laughs> you're, you're drinking. So <laughs> it's like as your, it looks like a Gatorade. I don't know. <laughs> it uh, is, it's a vitamin water. Okay, so it, you were frozen, like looking at the camera, like you were, you were listening intently. And then now it's just you chugging whatever orange drink that is. <laughs> Am I frozen there too now? Yeah. Which is, whatever, it's funny. So, uh, (laughs) digressions aside, the question was, let's say you have a weapon, it doesn't matter what it is, and then it gets blown up by armaments. Do you lose your plus four? I don't think you do, because I think this checks when it's played, it's not contingent on the weapon staying. How does exactly does it read again? Uh, So, get plus two, if it has a weapon, instead it gets plus four until end of turn. So it's not while you have a weapon. Yeah, that... I would agree if it said wow, that would be a different story. So that seems to be correct. I mean, because it'd be pretty terrible with javelin too that way. So I, I guess yes. they purposely did that so like it would be it would work that way. I mean, the first thing that came to mind to me was a pipless, reckless charge to some extent. I mean, yes, it's conditional, but 
you get to you get more chances at living the dream of grenade launcher reckless charge because now it's grenade launcher reckless charge or blade flurry. Uh, yeah, I mean that makes sense, but I mean, I still don't think it's very good. You don't like this thing? I mean, no. we we don't have. So this is a callback to an old discussion when we were, we were talking about press way back in the day. Ignoring the minus two and the green, which obviously, and well, an orange pip also. But <laughs> when we were actually recently talking about Master Metallicato and comparing it to the plus two from press, there just aren't that many buffs like this. I mean, you, you have your no, leaps, uh, yeah, but right. not... I could see an argument for playing this in aggro because you're you're going to be playing a ton of weapons anyway. I don't think the scenario of arbitrary weapon plus this is going to be that bad or or rather that inconsistent. The question is whether losing the pip and how many non, uh, you know, the usual discussion of off color pips or no pips can you afford? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think I would do it on a con. I don't think I would do it on a card that can be, uh, duplicated by it. it. Yeah. That can be, I mean, this effect can essentially be duplicated by either side mm. of the color spectrum. So, like, I just don't see the yeah. point of, like, playing as a blank just to get a, either. I mean, only, you get, obviously, plus one compared to, um, leap. like, leap in a battle. But, yeah. like, I don't like really, You don't take damage compared to, to uh, reckless charge. But I don't really care. As a blank, it's just worse. Yeah, the damage, I don't particularly, I mean, it matters, of course, but it doesn't really yeah, yeah, yeah. matter um, on Reckless Charge we're talking about, obviously. But right, if for right, this, right. it's... I don't know. I'm always on the lookout for more aggro battle cards. And yes, we've had some, but this happened to be in this batch. So it, it seemed like mm-hmm. something that at least was worth calling attention to because of the, like I said, the the increased dream scenario of plus four, plus four is now yeah. you have more chances at it. Whether that's going to be necessary, I guess, is up for debate Things seem to be shifting from a uh, what type of aggro is relevant again. So, mm-hmm. but uh, any other thoughts for Blade Flurry? No, nah, I don't think it's very good. So we'll move on then to Decoy Flares, another card that I'm sure is to excite you. Uh, it, yes. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I told you it wasn't going to be a long show. Oh yeah, it's Black Pip. It's <laughs> plus one defense armor. When the upgraded character defends, you may scrap this card. If you do, the upgraded character gets plus two defense until end of turn. So it's a, a variation on, what was it, Blast Shield in Wave 1? Uh, it's a variation on that other card, the... Uh... The attack one, right? Isn't that the point? It's just like a mirrored image of the attack one. Well, yes. I, I'm i comparing it to Blast Shield because of the plus two defense, which seems yeah, to be fair. like that's fair. you you can't get plus two defense unless there's a downside attached or some kind of condition. So, Yeah, or some hope to jump through. Uh, this one's not really set in my world of fire. No, I don't fire. think it's hard to rig it at all. Yeah, so we'll we'll move on from that one. We got other <laughs> cards to talk about. Let's talk about a different armor, and that's emergency barricades. These are all li- these are all limited cards, right? These are all commons, right? Uh the first one was the second one was as well. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all limited. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm expecting here. And we didn't, as we were growing closer to the end of spoiler season, I was realizing that there were a whole lot of commons missing. And I was kind of expecting yeah. this, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. uh, So the next one up is Emergency Barricade. It's another in the now long lineage of Orange Pip plus three armors. 
And when the upgraded character defends, scrap this card after the battle. I don't really see any reason to run this over, or even necessarily in addition to, composite armor and uh, ghost shield. It's ghost shield? It's ghost something. Yeah, ghost shield. Um, Because I think the obvious home for this would be hunker down tanks, but you already have at least six other armors that you'd rather play before this one. I mean, it's just, just an orange blush. So, yeah. Isn't that always? So it's just bad. Yeah. Just yeah, bad. I'm, playable, so. I'm not. Yeah. It's whatever. It's it common also. It's, yes. It sounds like a little bit crazy. Okay. One thing I will say for it is I do appreciate the uh, artwork because I've been desperately trying to find. You know how hard it is to find artwork of like pre war Cybertron? Because I, I build dioramas and it's hard. Like, I okay. can't visualize what a Transformer city would look like down to this level of granularity as opposed to like the big sweeping shot where it's like oh there's a bunch of spires and it looks super high tech it's like i i kind of have to go hunting so it's cool that it it gives me something but that's totally unrelated to gameplay so who cares (laughs) um so the next one up is another one that i actually enjoyed uh and that is end hostilities so this is the secret action version of belligerence sort of so it's a blue pip secret action you reveal when one of your characters defends when revealed each orange either player flips this battle is a blue instead um do you think this one compared to the well never mind forget the compared to the other one part (laughs) is is this one gonna make it scott (laughs) yes okay okay so a lot of we were joking around about clobber in a few different episodes recently and i mean i was only half joking because i really do want to use clobber but between you know it just feels like there's going to be a larger prevalence of boulder boldish effects and this just goes okay blank them all plus your two normal flips it, it seems really strong yeah totally i mean this completely shuts down orange yeah to no extent um you literally i mean if they're playing a heavy orange deck, even if it's not all orange, like this, basically they do nothing. Like they 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 do no damage. Yeah. yeah so here's the question I wanted to ask you because I was thinking about this pre-show like earlier today, and so compare this to hidden fortifications. Is it that much better against an orange deck? Um. Yes, because. Well, because I don't know. I mean, obviously, if they have bold 45, you know, like if they do the Volcanicus thing and flip over the whole deck, okay, you got me. This one's better. (laughs) But by the same token, the majority, and we're still speculating, of course, because we don't know what the the high score is for aggro decks for the environment is yet. But Mm -hmm. the point being that if you flip, three extra, like three to four blues, we'll assume a double in there, with hidden fortifications, is that significantly better? I mean, I feel like Um, for most use cases, this will be extra hidden fortifications, and it's kind of, which thing do you think will end up being better? Obviously, ignoring the fringe case where it's like they have both 70,000. I mean, to be honest with you, you can actually, like, as universal use, like, in the... In a blue mirror, this is not going to be... Well, it's not going to do anything, I guess. Mm. Um, so, 
Whereas Hidden Vertication can still save you damage. You know what would be funny in a blue mirror? Does uh, this screw with Galaxy? Yes. Almost on defense, anyway. It doesn't really matter. Yes. It, well, no, I mean, like, they attack in, they don't get their trigger. Yes. So does, so does Belligerence, yeah. We, yeah we right, right. Do. Well, Belligerence, you know, yeah. you would be playing at this. You could actually mess with your opponent coming in. Oh, yeah. yeah totally. totally. This, would, this would mess with any of those flip certain colors. I think mm-hmm. that's he's probably the only one that sees competitive play. But, like, well, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, Belligerence would mess with Fort Max on the other end of things, but yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this would mess with, this would mess with Fort This would, this would. Well, he... This would so, ruin his ability also. When one of your characters defend... Oh, yeah, 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 I... Right, yeah, so both of them will screw with Fort Max. Uh, yes. Because belligerents would make their... They won't get their blue whites. Yeah, but this way he won't get the... <laughs> yeah, the, the more important half of the trigger. Them. Yeah, that one's a, yeah, 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 a little bit more important. Shout out to Dan when I was beating um, up his Perceptor. <laughs> so, I mean... I, I I don't know. Like this to me is a reason why you have to diversify your deck and diversify your pit, mm-hmm. um, along with belligerence. I just um, I think it's funny that the cries of this being such an aggro set are now completely shut down by like one or two cards. I think that's hilarious. Well, um, it's not the same as Wave Four, but we did have in the last batch like some significant yep. control stuff. So, um. It, Wizards kind of plans that ahead, don't you think? Like they they don't want to yeah. just go, oh, just only play this. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Um, I don't know. I I might be wrong. I just feel like Orange is hurt more by this than Blue is hurt by Belligerence. Even though that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But like, I, I just feel like they have no way of like the only way that an Orange deck can get massive is to avoid this. Is with their best plays with the typical grenade launcher super uh, reckless charge thing, mm-hmm. um, but like this will shut down anything else. So they usually play; they'll play supercharge or they'll play um, reckless charge. I mean, um, fight for position, or they'll play um, power punch, or they'll play all these cards that I can't stand. So like, yeah. <laughs> so so. Now they're all bad, right? Like they're all way worse. Um, Significantly, yeah. So all, so any of the bold enabled, like like supercharge is a standard, is a, is a pretty standard card. Mm-hmm. And in your example, like it was quote countered by hidden fortification on the other side, mm-hmm. um, which I agree. With. But now it's literally just completely shut down. Yeah, this takes it a step further. Two on top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On top of that, um, like there is no like if you have. Because you, you, they have no like the difference between this and hidden fortification is whatever their printed um, attack is plus again like static static attack buff mm-hmm. plus like we, like weapons or like you know leap into battle or, or reckless charge or something that's all the da- that's the cap on their damage like so yeah. but you get full defense so like if you're if you're a typical like defensive deck and you're like tough two or something like that and and you also have your two flips, like I, I just can't see a scenario where, like, in a unless they're, they're playing a mixed pip deck, you just blanked an entire attack. Mm. Like, and 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 we're not paying a star and playing a terrible secret action. Like, 
game we talked about before that whatever that was called lucky whatever it was called oh uh <laughs> yeah lucky dodge or whatever. lucky dodge like, yeah, yeah yeah you're right. right like we're just playing an on color card to do mm-hmm. that um i guess the main i am a is, little surprised this is on color i'm not gonna lie well i mean belligerence is on color too i mean like so, right. so they're both powerful i i their viability will ebb and flow by the more by the meta than anything else now that they both exist. Because mm. if there are no orange decks, then like or there or if the orange decks go more mixed and the blue decks go more mixed, then these cards start to lose part of their viability. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they both still seem like very powerful to me. Um, I feel like even it just seems like. I, I have a I hard know. time envisioning that people would not pack a full set of these in the appropriate builds, even if the meta started to diversify in the way that you're saying. So if orange decks include more black pips so that they don't just get blown out by this card, or blue decks start including things to just increase their base defense so they don't get blown out by belligerence. I, I have a hard time seeing where you wouldn't just unless you were that strapped for sideboard slots that you wouldn't slam three of these anyway, simply because over the course of a long event, you're going to run into somebody that said, no, I'm not going to go that path. And it seems like an easy inclusion. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it, I get what you're saying. It's just hard for me to envision that it's going to go to that extreme, but maybe it will. I mean, just the question is, can you afford to run a main deck? I guess. Um, I feel like... Yeah, I I want to say this one's more main deckable than Belligerence, despite my earlier enthusiasm for it when we first saw it. But maybe that's not correct. I mean, the... You know, say Shockwaves of the World can go f- find this more readily, I guess. Yes. I yes. mean, I mean, they can literally. It's just I don't know how much better it is if you're running this as a one of, say, main deck. But again, if it's just going to be against aggro, it's essential. It's a either a better hidden fortification, or you don't lose that many percentage points against control because while hidden fortification matters, it's not as important. I guess you could just get by with running a couple copies or one copy main deck. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, this is just, mm. this is meta, this is pretty meta-defining. I mean, they both pretty much are. Yeah. But this to me is, this to me is just even more so because it's on color. Mm. It's on your opponent's turn. It can, like, I mean, I, obviously if you use your turn to play Hidden Fortification, but like, this stops, like, all those bold enablers. And and most orange decks are going to be playing them in multiples, right? So like these orange decks that want to jam in like a thousand double oranges, yeah, those are done. Like we that, that strategy just can't exist with this card in the format. Well, I mean, they were they did have other issues as well, but yeah, I agree with you. It, it's definitely going to put a significant hurdle for them to try and climb. Um, yeah, I just don't think they can compete with this. Uh, Chad had a, a question. Would in, inverted deal with this? I mean, <laughs> it might. <laughs> I would have to sit down and look at inverted, which I will openly admit it's been a long time since I looked at actual inverted and not just, oh, that's inverted, put it in a box. 
I mean, I guess so. I mean, like, I, it I should because it, thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. They should end up back where they started, I would think. Um, yeah, I would think so. Regardless of which way they applied, because one is flipping it to the opposite and then the other is flipping it to the opposite. So, um, yeah, I agree. The other thing is, I can also almost hear Fort Max's voice in my head, <laughs> just like doing the the police bullhorn thing like you will end all hostilities now as he walks out onto the battlefield i don't know i thought it was pretty cool when i i saw the title of the card with the artwork yeah um, but anyway so we'll move on from end hostilities to hit and run so hit and run is well it's a, a white and black pip action flip one of your characters from bot mode to alt mode move one damage counter from it to an enemy in alt mode uh, that's a lot of conditions, but it is a fling, which I guess is is valuable, especially in light of, um, well, horrible. So, do you care enough about yeah, this? I mean, so it's a, Go ahead, Scott. It's a rapid. It's a rapid conversion fling, right? Well, escape route fling. Half, I guess. Half, half, yeah, escape route fling. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I like this thing. Yeah, the tight. Uh, Titan Masters cannot use it correct, um, and correct. it's also going to, I mean, the, obviously, this isn't good enough if it's just an escape route. You would play escape route. Um, I, I don't know if I expect to see this outside of horrible lists. Like, But even there, he can't, he can't use it, so like, I doubt you're going to... This card... Well, I mean, he could just... Thing, just oh, no, because he... Yeah, because he wouldn't be able to, to flip him. I mean, it triggers him, but he right. can't be the one using it. Yeah, this this is interesting. We'll never see. Yeah, uh, I'm not super enthused by it. So we'll move on it's from it. Yep, it's a common. So there you it's go. A, it's We're a, limited it's a, it's fodder. A limited, limited card. Yeah. So we do have another double black pip though, and that is a Pierce One utility in Laser Scalpel who. Ravaging the artwork when I looked at it real quick, I'm not going to lie, I thought he was a spider for a second, and I don't know why. Just the way his legs are, I I looked at the card, I'm like, wait a minute, do they have like tarantulas or something on here? No, it's Ravage. Uh, but anyway, it's a common, it's probably limited fodder. Um, there are a lot of double black pip cards now, like a lot. Yeah, I actually think this is the third quote reprint. I think Drew thought this card already existed because it's so basic that like it seems like a card that should already exist. Yeah, um, and it it covers the three main keywords with improvised shield with tough handheld blaster with yeah. bold and this with pierce. Yeah, so I, I think he thought that this already existed because um, mm. it's just so basic. This yeah. card's terrible. <laughs> I could I certainly. I'll, I mean, I'll be honest, like, the other double black pip card, like, Crowbar doesn't have a star, right? No. So, like, I don't know, like, why would why aren't you just playing Crowbar if you want, <laughs> if, like, if you really want it, because then you could at least play it as a primary laser. I don't know if I'd ever want to actually play this card for its text, but to your point, I could certainly see future reprints of Handheld Blaster and Improvised Shield, this will probably be included. Um, like why isn't it pierce two like 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 because I it's, feel like it's consistent one of those that... for the cycle it's consistency <laughs> i guess but i mean i just feel like it's 
It's the type of thing where you're oh, like, you, you know, you're Zap right. like always does one. Yeah, like, this should always do two. You know, I think you're you're so, right, but uh, I I'm sure at some point it was one of those, like you said, if it was a reprint, it fits the cycle. Yeah, I think he thought it was already in another set, so makes yeah, sense. it's like personal targeting drone with double black. Yep, and <laughs> and no green. <laughs> it, it's uh, yeah, it is what it is. We'll leave it at that. So we'll move on to Lose the Initiative, which is another triple pip. It's orange, black, green. Uh, it's a secret action, and you reveal it if an opponent's card would cause you would cause exactly one of their characters to untap. When revealed, instead untap one of your characters that has the same number of stars or fewer. And yes, chat, you're right. Crushing size, pierce one utility. Um, but for Lose the Initiative, I don't... No, the first thing that came to mind was nitro boosters and like, wow, that would be a real blowout. Um, but I guess it would be against any untap effect if, you know, like cars, they're relying on untap effects. I don't know. Is it, it, do you foresee this thing crushing dreams left and right, Scott? I mean, I guess you could play one in your sideboard if cars is really big in your metagame. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know why this card has to exist. But um, Because Dan blew me out uh, with New Orders the other night. That's why it exists. Uh, chat's in, on in top one, of it. In one play desk game. Yeah. yeah. That's why this card exists. I'm playing it three of in every deck now. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's such a narrow ability that I'm glad it has three pips. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know when, I don't, I, I mean, again, like, it's like a lot of other cards we've mentioned in the set. Mm. The simple fact that it exists means that it's an out to, to make more powerful untapped cards later. <sighs> yes and no. Like, this one, so compared to the other ones where I think they, the fact that they exist makes you think about, okay, well, what's the scenario? This one being so narrow if it, like if I'm playing cars and they play mm-hmm. a secret action, I'm not even hesitating. I don't think thinking about this. I don't think you have a choice. Odds are like probably 99 out of a hundred times. It's something else. And if you get blown out by this, like you probably needed the untap effect or you lose anyway. No, but I mean, the game is just over, right? Like if they start your engines and don't get to untap and you do, in mm. aggro and aggro matchup, the game's just over. Right? Oh yeah, like, you're literally like this just ends. The- yeah, you probably just scoop it up, go on to the next game, or or go get some lunch because it's not going to end well. But in the in that same scenario, if it was hidden fortifications or whatever, like you probably need well, maybe not hidden fortifications because in my head I'm thinking it's cars into aggro and that doesn't make any sense. But point is, is that if you're if you needed that untap effect you're probably, you know, like that's how the deck functions. If you take away, if you're not performing your game plan, you're probably losing anyway. I don't know. It doesn't feel like you can... I agree. Yeah, good. I mean, I agree, but I I just think this is, this is like a silver bullet kills the entire werewolf tribe at the same time. Like that's how, that's how, yeah, how like powerful it is. Um, because, like, this literally will just end the game, in my opinion, once, yeah. once you play it. Uh, so, 
Uh, but I don't think it's very good. Press F and chat for all you, all you Cars fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's just so bizarre. Like, it feels weird to me, but I don't know. It, there's something about it that's just... Oh, God. Uh, my one friend will like this, but um, shout out to him that Chad, the orange Cars player, will not enjoy Chad, the orange Cars player. <laughs> Yeah, sorry there, Chad. It's uh <laughs> Will anybody outside the Discord get that joke? <laughs> I don't Probably think not, so. But he, he'll laugh. Yes. That's all that matters. Exactly. Shout out to Chad. Uh so moving on to <laughs> Regenerative Core. Regenerative Core is a green pip plus one defense armor. When the upgraded character attacks, move one damage counter from it to this. Then if this has two or more damage counters on it, scrap it. Uh, it's a lot of words to repair two damage, assuming that it lives that long. And you don't get any of the like the toolbox interactions for re- actually repairing with this. That's why it's worded this way. This is like right, a, of this course. Is on, this is like a Star Wars Destiny card. Like honestly, like a lot of their cards like were like this to where, like, they dance put- around things. You like put counters on things like oh or, okay or, like that didn't do anything, so it's like this like the counters don't do anything like you can't interact mm. with them at all and then like so it just does what it does. Uh, I, I'm curious I, if any I, of the cards like do they ev- like any of the fling effects do any of them say move a damage counter not move a damage counter from one of your characters? Oh yeah, that's a good point. I don't. I doubt I it. Don't think so. A and B. Even if it does, I I don't know if I care. But um, <laughs> go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I here. actually think this isn't bad. Like, I I actually think that like, so what's the condition to actually move it when they attack? Then? If it was an, a utility, I well, I guess it's fine as an armor. It's just if you heal only one, does it matter? And would, like, wouldn't I mean, you I, rather I have another armor? I mean, I guess the Autobot thing is just better, right? Because it's... I mean, this is just a green... It's, it's like a green... It's like a green medic that's also a plus one armor for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you can replace it with Ghost Shield. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't... Well, is it as soon as it gets two counters that it gets destroyed? Uh, well, it's, it's the trigger when it attacks. So if, then if it has two damage counters, it, it pops. So then you would not have the opportunity to play an armor and your guy's exposed. All right. It's probably not that good then because then you lose the armor like when you're vulnerable. Right. I mean, um, I like the idea. So a definitely a for effort. Like it, it's a cool idea. I just don't know if this particular iteration of it is worth jumping through the hoops. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad, but I guess it really just doesn't do much. It just basically heals. It gives you plus one armor for a while and then heals two, which is totally fine. I just think that it's probably. I think that Autobot one's probably just better. And since the only place, I, the only home I have for the Autobot one is in the, with the new Optimus anyway, mm-hmm. um, it fits there anyway because it's like. Well, you want the, you, know, you want actual repairs. I mean, having. Air quotes repairs right, is fine, but yeah, you yeah. want literally yeah. the word repair on there, um, right? I mean, it's fine. Like I said, I I hope that we and so here's the the cool part about this is that it does open up or show that Wizards is interested in the design spaces because up to this point, it's 
damage counters go on characters and the table doesn't really get cluttered. I mean, you have upgrades in play, but it doesn't, like you said, with Destiny and other games I've played that, you know, you end up with counters and tokens and, and things all over the place. I wonder if this signals a willingness to kind of move into that space. Could we see, yeah. you know, drone characters that you can play that end up being like an O one body or something like that? Yeah, um, it's interesting. I I don't know if they'll go to that length, but it, it at least to me it sort of signals that they, that we might get some of these cuter effects in future sets. Yeah, it's probably a little worse than. I thought it was. Um, that's what the hot takes are for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just thought it looked okay. But yeah, well, I, like I said, it, it seems fine, but it, I don't know. If, at least personally, I don't know if it does enough, but we'll see. Well, but this one you'll be excited. Oh, and that one's rare, by the way. Um, you'll be excited about this one, Scott, and that's Sharpened mm-hmm. Talons. Mm-hmm. It's a green pip primary laser. Don't spit your drink out with your excitement. <laughs> Can you see me now? My fully oh yeah, you've been motion? fine for a while. It, it like stutters oh, a little okay. bit. Um, okay. Yeah, we haven't seen you like take off your shirt or anything that I would have to stop you. Um, oh no, I've just been playing with my phone. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I assumed you were sorting cards. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> no, um, I was playing Seven Deadly Sins. But oh, yeah. gotcha. Um, well, you were on stream the other night too. That's the first thing it, I turned it, around it and is, said to Jack. It is a gotcha. It is a gotcha. Doesn't yeah. matter. Nice. Um, <laughs> so. What about sharpened talents? Is is that it's a, a gotcha? Limited card, right? That that's a gotcha. It's right? a limited card. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> it's a limited card. Let's talk about limited for a second, though. Like, is this really good and limited? Just to to have a green yeah. weapon like this, like this seems pretty good. Yes, it seems yes. okay. It's really good and limited. Um, just throwing yeah. that out there while we're talking about limited. I do like the artwork too. It's pretty cool. Uh, but not much else to say about. It. We'll talk about Sonic Stun Gun instead. Uh, it is a Green Pip, it's another weapon. And when you play a green card, the upgraded character gets plus one attack until end of turn. Uh, So green light was the first thing that came to mind just for the redundancy um, of the ability, that is. Sure. Uh, Yeah, chat's right. I was getting to the focus fire memes. Um, Oh, the extra padding, too. Yeah, extra padding or, or the new or, or the new thing. Yeah, Triang- what with triangulator, whatever. Well, the, there's also, I think that's supposed to be. Now it can't be Wolfwire in the arc because I see a tire. But Wolfwire, the new body that recurs green cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because the, the issue with with this sort of thing to me is, okay, great, you have green cards, you'll be able to get them, and if you're not doing the collection route, then which you probably will, but any of them work, but you can only get so many of them back if you're, unless you're just not playing any cards, you know, like you're building up for the wombo turn. Otherwise, it, just by virtue of depleting your hand, you're just not going to be able to recur as many green things. Plus, they have to be the collection ones in order to play more than two, barring weird shenanigans, and then you're like... All right, now you have not just hoops, but like flaming hoops and there's crocodiles under you and the, <laughs> the, the analogy gets weirder from there. But like it, it's not going to – it's way too complicated. I mean, but, but can you combo with this card to like consistently do it to give you like a ton of attack all in one turn just because it that, that's what it does? I mean, you could, but I don't know if you're – And like 
it gives you because the the counterpoint to me is so we've already had two characters that basically did that well three if you count um whoever did it with upgrades that i can't remember from wave four or three but i was mostly thinking of thundercracker and green sonic scramble oh yeah yeah more collection cards uh but right but my point is is if you could already do this and you can make an argument that it's easier to do it with thundercracker than it is with specifically green cards um and that hasn't really material i mean yes around the the very first swap parts combo interactions there were the um steamroll thundercracker variants Mm -hmm. i mean don't get me wrong i could see something happening but we've already had it so now i don't offhand at least i can't think of another character that says i really wish i had green lights ability and what about just as a fair weapon for airstrike so let's just say they're able to just play a bashing shield and a like one random green i mean even though action a single focus fire at that point is plus one bold one which seems fair well basically like if you just play two green cards in the turn you're, it's 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 just an axe yeah that has a permanent plus one so like i don't think it's that bad mm-hmm. um i could see that but the problem is the turn you play it it's only gonna be two right because it doesn't count itself right that's what i was gonna say yeah since it doesn't count itself and it's so finding that window where it's okay i have a spare turn to set this up might be complicated but yeah, it seems fine. I just don't know if it's. I don't know. I every time I think of the oh, I'm going to build up a gazillion attack off of green light or this thing or whatever. It's like, well, I could just do that with Thundercracker. Who cares about the brainstorm that I had to play in order to do all these other things? Yeah, but now every green that you play with a brain with a green light play is dope. Right. So- can she, she can get really large, I guess. She could. So in the scenario where you play focus, you know, triple focus fire, it would be this, probably, probably the turn that you're doing it, it would be, well, no, because she's the one with the, uh, her upgrades can't be destroyed, right? In alt mode. So you could set this in up in advance. Mode. Yeah, but you could and do. she has safeguard also. So like you can just make. Yeah. So she's not just going to randomly die. So you'll get, you can get your big turn. So you play another green upgrade. Excuse me, presumably like a bashing shield, you know, to pop their armor. You play mm-hmm. your triple focus fire. So that's, this is now a five attack weapon. You have bolt six, and she also gave herself plus five from her own ability. So that's 13 bolt six. I think she's three. Yeah, I mean, we said, we said that the, a lot of the cards in the set, like only singular pairing. So I, yeah. I think this helps her and maybe maybe makes her viable. Um, I know you were you were pushing for her back in when she was revealed. Well, because I don't think her because I think again, like when you play two things with her, her stats become above the curve. Yeah, it's just that you have to build a hand to actually have that all the time, and um, her drop slot just became kind of like awkward. So. It didn't really matter in the end. Yeah, because I think she's eight stars, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So it, it gets yeah. a little weird. I mean, it's definitely something that 
it's just enough on the fringe. And as somebody who's been playing around with a bazillion Cosmos lists, I'm not really one to talk about, like, <laughs> really right. about right. weird stuff. Don't get me <laughs> yeah. wrong. Um, but I do have to, at some point, put a cap on uh, where the, the line in the weird is. And that might be a little mm-hmm. too weird. I don't know. I want to, I probably will put something together with her. Um, but we'll see. I, like I said, I can't think of any other characters that currently go, I really wish I could do that. What green light does. So here's my upgrade to become green light. Maybe there are. Yeah, I think, I don't think, it, I don't, despite the fact of, of always looking for greens, I, I don't even think Airstrike can afford to play this because it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't gain it. It's only a plus one. But although I have just played batons out there for value, so yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's about all. But but it being only a might just hurt that compared to to being a baton, right? For example. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's something definitely to keep in the back of your minds. It's definitely one of those, uh, like you had said earlier, a or it lends itself to the build-around idea. So yeah. Wizards does love to seed sets with these sort of things, make people think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the next one up is Spiked Bracelet. So it's the counterpart to Brass Knuckles from way back when. Orange Pip Utility, tough two. I feel like this is pretty decent. Do you like this, Scott? It's fine. I don't think it'll yeah. ever see play, but and I actually do think Brass Knuckles will see play now because of, because of topspin. So like I actually yeah. was building a top spin deck today and they're they're definitely in there. Um so I I think because of that corner case example where it's really good on the other side, I don't think there's an example on this. This is anything more than just like random utility you're throwing out there and mm-hmm. most decks that would want tough already make good use out of the utility slot and I I think that this is probably just not necessary. Yeah, it's... I like it because it... I mean, it's obviously just reinforced plating with a flip pip, but more importantly, it's in that slot, and that's why I agree with you that it's... A lot of those decks do want to leverage a more important utility from the gyros that we keep mentioning to uh, Matrix showing up somewhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's nice that for so long, and maybe that's why it was I was a little bit excited about it, was that for so long we've repeated the, the constant refrain of, well, I guess it'll just get bashing shielded. I guess it gets bashing shielded, you know, like yeah, every yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. finally, okay, now we have, get that in there. Um, and it, I agree with you, it kind of sucks that it's probably just not going to make it. But it's cool that it exists. So if there's a, again, the characters that want a very specific thing or it's a certain build, maybe this finds a home. I mean, Galaxy Wallet does have its tons of energy packs and other things. I mean, it is an orange upgrade, so it kind of fills that role if there's room, maybe, uh, just for an extra armor. Probably not. Probably not, but <laughs> I'm, I'm staying hopeful. But... I think there's more, I think there's, I think a blue-black deck gets more use at bold blue card than any orange X deck would get oh, out yeah. of an orange tough That's for sure. There's no, yeah. I was actually thinking about that the other day for a different reason other than this, but that's definitely applicable here that 
you just don't get the same leverage. But it is what it is. So we'll is that yeah. a, it's another common. Just throwing it out there. Uh, so let's oh, talk. Oh, oh, oh I yeah, these are right. I lost you. Yeah, we were breaking up there for a bit. <laughs> That's all right. You're back. Uh, or we're back. So next one up is Spy Master's Ruse, which is a rare. It's a specialist black pip, a black pip, and green. It's an action when you may play a secret action while that card is face down. This card and that card aren't scrapped at the end of turns. So there were, like, when this got revealed, I'm sure everybody had a million things go through their head because it's such a, a unique and strange effect. Is this something that you're actually enthusiastic about, Scott? Or were you enthusiastic and it changed or vice versa? Um, yeah, I'm pretty enthusiastic about this. I just have to find a home for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because one, one of the issues with secret actions is that you don't want to play them when you're never going to, when you're not going to be able to use them. Yes. Um, you got to get immediate value out of it or try. Yeah. To. So of course this is, this is quote negative card advantage, but I don't really care about that because that's not what this game is about. Um, you can right. make that up in numerous ways. Um, so the first question I have is, well, you don't. Well, I guess you'd just be cheating if you didn't put down a secret action with it. Um, so I guess like it has to. I guess you just stick it right next to the secret action or something like that. I guess like it's they both just stay there, right? So yeah, I'm gonna put it like underneath like an upgrade, probably. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, this seems really powerful for the counter spell ones, like infiltrate and jam signals, because oh, yeah. like the whole point, because the whole whole point of them is that they they're a deterrent to play those actions and it's easy to it's easy to fetter them out by not playing that, that yep. color action or by you know like zapping instead of reckless charging and the next turn i'm going to reckless charge like something like that like so it's easy because of the way that the you know it's not a continuous turn that um you're wasting your action phase just as much as they are right Whereas this cancels all that. Um, this is really powerful against combo um, because they can't get around like uh, yeah, like the, they can't PTT the, like, out of it. You can what? You they can't PTT out of it to just go. All right, right. well it expires. Right, right. Um, so it's really powerful there. It's obviously really powerful just to like. I mean, you can just have jam signals sitting there forever until. Well, they play the daring escape too. Like the mm-hmm. rule of not forcing, like not being forced to ever flip a secret action, even when the condition happens, makes this really powerful because, like, yeah. it puts that whole choosing when you want to. Um, like it's it's the combination of the rule is how you, like that you don't have to flip it if you don't want to, and this just I feel like on and just choose not to play it. Whereas a lot of times you're like. I, I, the reason why hidden fortification is so powerful and so used is because it's always going to have a use. Have tough. You're going to block more damage. You're good to go. Even armaments existing in the format, as warping as it, they may just not, not play a weapon as a result. So now, if you were to play an armament off of this, you don't have to use it either. So you can ha- you can save it for the right situation. I feel like 
I feel like people are going to forget that you played this card like 10 turns earlier and just lose to it. 100% going to happen. 100% going to happen. Like, it's going to happen to me. Okay, I'm going to forget because I always forget. To, like, on board tricks, always lose to them. <laughs> it's awful. Like, I feel like this is, I feel like this is really powerful because like, they don't remember what the hell that you even played this like a hundred turns ago. So right, like, uh, I just feel like this sets up so many situations to like, even though it costs you two cards, it actually to me smooths out your draws. Mm-hmm. And it more okay, I'm, I'm sorry, it smooths out your the way you play your card because if you have a like I had a hand yesterday where I drew four secret actions in my first four cards. And it's I like, mean, it if one of them was this, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad. I would just play one. Yeah, or it's green, you can go find it. And the fact that it's green, or has green attached to it, is just huge to me. I don't even care about the black and the double, like, the, and the double black is just icing on the cake, as far as yeah, I'm yeah, concerned, yeah. with, like, the specialist. Um, like, this effect is super powerful. Like, I'm actually surprised that they, like, printed this card, because, like, it just seems like extremely powerful to me to like break the rules of the game in that way with it with the yeah. a secret action goes away at the end of the turn. Um, I don't. I do think this may bring infiltrate and jam signal back into see more play. Yeah. Um, but I just think for the traditional like secret actions you'd be playing anyway, like you know. I have a stable cover and, and I don't, and, you know, uh, I can play it out early and not worry about it. Or I can, I can play a bolster out and wait until I draw the force field. Yeah. Like there, there, there's so many combos you can do with this. Um, again, shout out to at least multi-mission gears band. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. there, there's so many things you can do now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that I just think are really powerful. And, and again, like I know, I know it costs you a card, but in the end, like it's green, so you're going to get. Well, to your so, point earlier, that it, yes, it's card disadvantage, but the Transformers TCG doesn't quite operate on that axis, and certainly not as much as other games do. It's more of an action, not the card type, but you know the plays economy of properly using them and when to use them, and the investment here of. I'm expending this action now to ensure that I have a super powerful turn later. Super powerful, obviously, the context. We're not talking like we're daring escaping, although that thought crossed my mind also with this just to take things out of the deck. Um, <laughs> there is that. Uh, but more that, okay, I'm investing. I mean, is this better for daring escape or does this hurt daring escape, do you think? I mean, to your point, it does hurt, but I think the existence of counterespionage, was, it, like, that was going to be in the deck anyway. So... Now you just you have to counter espionage or run at main deck if you weren't already to be able to address these sort of things. And you have to guess right. Right. Uh because otherwise now it's not it, like way back when we did have that caveat of, oh well, I named wrong whatever. I know I just can't go off. I'll wait till next turn, assuming you could. Right. Now it's not okay, now I know it's there and I can't do anything about it. Um Right, right. Uh but where I was going with this is that the investment now allows you to have... So if you say you're playing Galaxy, you play this on your little guy turn, and now you have 
say, double secret action plus armor or something to ensure that Galaxy takes zero damage if something weird were to happen? I mean, yeah, I don't, you, don't, point. you don't need to go like to that level. It's like a double secret action later. That's, yeah, it's like it, a brainstorm later. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It, so you, you get some of those turns where you get wild things, and then, of course, you have the... Uh, it was you. Oh my god, Scott. Scott, you're on camera. I'm just getting water. Okay. I'm getting water. <laughs> uh, I'm not peeing. I'm getting water. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Scott, that sound is a little weird. <laughs> I'm just getting water from the fridge. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, water. <laughs> I believe you. I believe I assume you're not peeing into your fridge. <laughs> no. No. Oops. Camera. <laughs> wow. Buster. I'm, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I don't know why that came to mind. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I totally... Oh, chat. That's what I was going to say. Uh, chat's screaming at me now. They're, they're uh, accidental caps. They're saying you can't miss with your next counter espionage. Yes, true. But as always with combo, it's a matter of timing. Um, you could spy Master's Ruse with... Uh, or could you spy Master's Ruse with counter espionage? Yes. Because it, this is only turning off the secret actions, removing themselves, but you can still pop it with counter yes. espionage. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, the other two, the other thing is, this is just a plus two on path. That was what I was going to say before we got sidetracked. That's what yep. I forgot about. I, uh, which actually, it it's realistically a plus four on pounce because you're obviously going right. to do this ahead of time and then. Either play one, or if you're doing the more combo-y thing, go off with Pounce at that point in time. Uh, but it's like a permanent plus two on him, right? Like, which you is... Never have to leave, like, what? Yeah. Unless they counter-espionage, because I was about to say, and there's no way to interact with it, but we just talked about counter-espionage. Um, you can just leave it there if it's something that you yeah. don't feel is appropriate. So, like, in that deck, I guess you could run both Jam Signals and Infiltrate, and then... If you play one that doesn't matter against that deck, just who cares? Now it's a primary laser. I mean, it costs you two cards, but maybe it doesn't so matter what? for that deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where I'm. That's where I'm probably going to explore it first, just because you're getting so much value out of it at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, yeah, I think this also gives a lot of play to like the secret actions that kind of suck right now. Take cover. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because you have to take such a gamble for those to, unless, right. you know, right. Like, if, like, if you, if you, like, take cover just with this, you can't, um, ever, right? They'll, they probably won't see it coming and they're just get blown out. Like, take cover. Is that the one where they lose all pierce or is that the one? Which one is take cover? Oh, no, that's the direct damage one, right? Well, there's also reflect damage, also. There's also reflect damage. Yeah. Um, it's going to be one of those where, yeah, you're going to, so the shockwave builds where, or other ones that may materialize where it's a gazillion one of secret actions. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there will be an optimal line that will be determined where it's like, okay, I have no idea what that could actually be. This is the worst of all evils. It's followed by this, followed by this, but you're right. It is again. It's the the fact that those secret actions existed now are warping everything that's going on. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Here's the one major question I have: What the hell does Chrome Dome drilling what appears to be a random wall have 
have to do with this art out of this card. I, I guess he's. I don't know. He. he I, I guess because he's making a lot of noise. Is that the point? It's like I don't know. Of like doing because if it was like, I guess he's drilling to bury the secret. I, I don't. I don't know. I. I don't I, know. That honestly, like when the card was when we got the card, I looked at. It, I'm like I. I was very confused for several <laughs> seconds, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not <laughs> putting any more brain cycles into this. So, But just to clarify just to clarify other people, yeah, this does not give you, like, you cannot flip a secret action and then let its ability, like, stay in play. That's not what this does. I hope people there didn't people think that. that. Yes. There I, actually, that I take that back. I could see how... Like, if you read it, like, if that was your first thought and then did the internet thing of, oh, my God, I got to go tell the world and didn't, you yeah. know, take us to take a breath <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. I could certainly that hot take level sounds more reasonable for that. But, uh, yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, like, you, 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 I keep what? Like this in stable covers. Huh? You were breaking up. You can't what? You can't play this in stable cover and just be like immune to Pierce for all eternity or something that, like that. Yeah. That that would be a little ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so, moving from there, we have our trifecta collection card in Triangulator, which is a green pip utility. Focus one, when you put this on a character, you may play another triangulator. Up to three triangulators can fit in one utility slot. And, uh... I don't care. I mean, focus I, I, three is really powerful. Like we have to put that out there, but at the same time, like that's it a has lot of only a green pip. Okay, like, so why is this a green white? Actually, I don't yeah, know. Like, let me ask you this: so we there have been no other focus granting cards with green, correct? I don't think so. No. So where I'm going with this is: say you had a character with focus one. Mm-hmm. Do you care enough to play one of these on that guy to get focus two? I mean, I care to get to focus three. So whatever it takes to get to focus three is what I care. So about. would so. in those scenarios, I mean, the only focus two character outside of sites being on something uh, is the one flame war, correct? Uh, that has focus built in. Yeah, because where I'm going with it is, can you have a base focus on a character and then justify running this to try and push it to focus three? Or we just don't have that character yet. You can, I just don't know that you will. I think you would rather just play sites in a lot of those situations. No one's done that yeah. yet with like Smokescreen or General Optimus, but theoretically getting to Focus 3 is very, very powerful because you get to manipulate your draw steps during defense. Yeah. Chat just brought so. up Smokescreen as well. They're saying it's Cerebros, but I, I mean, that would necessitate that you're playing Ford Max, and I don't know if you have room for this. Oh, well, that's if you play the Emissary. You can just play Emissary on any head. Is he the one that has on focus? Any, on any oh, one. yeah, he's the one that has focus, not Cerebros has bold one, tough one. Yeah, you mean, yeah, it's uh, it's Emissary. Emissary. I yeah. mean, that's fine. I mean, like, I guess that's one thing you could do. It's just that Emissary is so expensive. But mm-hmm. at the same time where Focus 3 is really powerful, it also means you can't be playing any like that many whites. Or like the white has to be the card you draw, so like mm. that's the problem with it. Um, and it's kind of hard to set that up where like none of the like you either have to draw the white, which might be okay, and when that white is javelin, but like 
Yeah. If you once you have two whites, you're breaking up the brainstorm effect. Yeah. So, um, not the Transformers brainstorm. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to you, the, you magic players. The super powerful magic card one. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, maybe in that situation it's not bad. I mean, like, because focus three is very powerful. So, and once you and once you have like. If you have Focus 4, which I think was probably only possible with sights on the Flame War before, or like mm-hmm. things involving acute reflexes and things like that, but like it just it just spirals from there. So like yeah. if you did have a tight master with an emissary on it and put two of these on it, like you're just improving your draw steps by mm-hmm. the leaps and bounds because you're just digging further down. Right. So at that point you're basically just drawing whatever card you want every single turn. So. Exactly, and and that's the for anybody who wasn't sure the brainstorm example of setting this up so that that way you're you're finding like you you are actively determining everything a turn in advance. Yeah, when you defend, you put the card you want to draw during your next turn three down, assuming again there's no whites, and obviously anything past focus three is just more cards that you can just look at and put them back in whatever order you want. So right, yeah, it definitely can as you put it, spiral out of control at that stage. So I guess there's there's something there. It's just that's still a lot of potential effort. I mean, since you can, you get the collection ability, excuse me, the, the collection play ability where like extra padding and attack drone, it's not going to, it doesn't have to cost you multiple plays across multiple turns. You can just dump them on the character right. the one turn mm-hmm. and invest everything. So I guess pending the emissary head combination, head body combination, maybe there's something there. Yeah, but just having no other relevant pips is what's bad. So Yeah. It definitely I mean, if it had anything else, I mean, maybe then it would be pushing it. If it was white, it would be balanced because it would screw up exactly what I'm saying. And there's no way they don't there's no way the designers don't know what I'm saying about oh yeah, but how many? How? Yeah, well, yes, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna assume <laughs> that, but I agree yeah. about the white pips screwing it up. But uh, like, do you know the number offhand of how many you could afford in this scenario to exist in the deck? Like, is six already too many? Six whites? You mean? Yeah. So, like, if this had a white pip and you were running sturdy javelin, just because that's the first white card I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Would that already be too much to try and no, jump through those? you'd be no, not if you could, not if you had all three, and if you you already mm-hmm. had a guy with focus to start with, though, you'd be fine. Gotcha. I mean, it, yeah. maybe that is part of them trying to balance it. Is they it needed it based on the way they they mathed it out, kind of thing? I don't know. Yeah, maybe or didn't, or rather, needed to not have it. That's weird. Anyway, it, it probably has to do with it. It probably has to do with overwhelming advantage. As to why it's, it's not, I it's could not see that. Yeah. I could I see that being the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So aside from Triangulator, um, let's talk about a card that I'm sure you're excited about, and that's Tripwire. Yes. So Tripwire is a blue pip action. Do one damage to an enemy. If it is five stars or fewer, tap it. Uh, it similar to being confused by the art, Similar, but not the same. Is confused by the art of Spymaster's Ruse. I kind of saw this card, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this card seems ridiculous. 
Tell us how ridiculous it is, Scott. Is it really ridiculous or am I getting overexcited about it? Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that the, the card text has eight letters on it and it goes T, three letters, and then W, three letters. I, I guarantee you that's on purpose. Interesting. So, <laughs> so um, the reason why tap effects are so rare in this game and cost you so much or are wholly inefficient like tackle or headbutt mostly inefficient like <laughs> headbutt yeah um is because you are denying your opponent an entire turn which yeah. in colloquial terms means time walking them because it's a it's you know a magic card. take another turn <laughs> yes take another turn um now this so I guess the question is like so okay so that being said clearly in your fifty card deck you're going to run this oh yeah um because there's just too many targets in the environment to to not to not run this and not deny them an entire turn it well I'll ask you the question I'm going to ask when you get to the end yeah. go ahead so in the wave four metagame, this would be completely insane so this is like. This really would hurt uh, Galaxy Prime. This really would hurt Airstrike Patrol. This really would hurt, like, Jetfire. Three-wide Jetfire. At best, you're taking an entire turn away from your opponent. Because you have, what you have to understand is, like, you're stealing... Like, you... Say that again, Scott. You were breaking up for a second. Okay. If you go first, control on control. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to to switch off? Because, like, it's our video signal. It's really... No, no. It's not that. You were... The the audio broke up for a second. That's fine. Okay. If you're there, three-wide control, let's just say. Mm -hmm. If you go first, you're normally at the disadvantage. Because your big character will be exposed before theirs is. That's typically the way. Um, although there's examples where that doesn't really like, so that's why I, you know a lot of times you'll attack with like Galaxy Second because it really doesn't matter. He's going to be exposed regardless. Mm-hmm. In this situation, if you're going, that does not true because you tap one of the five drops down, and now they have to attack with the big guy faster. Right. So they didn't get to suit him up. They didn't get a draw step. They didn't get. Well, I mean it. There's a lot of bad things that happen as a result of even losing that potentially meaningless attack of a little guy getting in. Yeah, it's not about that at all. Oh, I, about, I agree, but... It's, it's, all, it, it's also not about exposing that character either. It's not about exposing that character either, which I think is... It's about they lose an entire turn's worth of actions. Yes. Um, this is, it's weird that the hidden text on this is... <laughs> Your your opponent may not draw a card, may not play an action, and may not play an upgrade on their next turn. That that's right. almost what this says. <laughs> like that that's crazy to me. Um so do you think this is the question I was gonna ask you earlier, do you feel that this is significant enough to warp people to try and push for six star characters over fives? Like so the stratagems, for example, with um Night Racer. She's a five drop, mm-hmm. has a stratagem. She's still a five drop for the purpose of this with the stratagem, correct? 
Yes, strategists don't get strategists battle. Okay, so yeah, point being is that if there was if if she was six, would she be a de facto choice over Flame War? Do we even have the the character lineup to be able to pull something like that off, or do you think everybody's just going to have to dance around this? I don't know. I, I would like to believe. I mean, I believe that it's powerful enough to where you, where they're that they're going to have to. So I believe it will start out in sideboards and eventually move to the main deck mm-hmm. once decks are understood. Um, because I just believe that the way that the meta game will probably shape up is a bunch of people will want to try it. Well, although it does, it hurts the heads too. Like I, I don't know. I, yeah, it just... I don't see the downside of this card whatsoever. Like yeah. At worst, it's a blue zap. Okay, so like I get that's not very good, but it, it's not it's not unplayable. Um, it's just bad. But the upside of this card is like like take an extra turn to your opponent. Like, I mean, like there's that there's seems pretty no, good. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just a lot of situations where you know it's just going to be a complete blowout. Absolutely. And like the way that I've the way that I've played games with Titan Masters right now is like you get to this weird stage of the end game where they might have more characters than you because they have heads and you don't yours are dead whatever like you're not even playing them or whatever. But, but now, if you force them to attack with the character you actually want to get at and lose the attack of the head, which is the only like a lot of the use of it to begin with, like yeah. this is just. It's just such a blowout. Like, I, I don't... Like, this can just manipulate combat in so, so many ways that, like... I I would like to say it's format warping, but on the flip side, like, I just don't know whether or not decks are going to be that susceptible to it or they're going to move in a direction where they're not. I can tell you right now that mm-hmm. if, the met, if any of the decks on the Wave 4 meta are, like... If you told me I could have this card now, I would play as three of my decks immediately. I would agree. Like, because because it, it just stops all the good all the good decks in the format. So I'll be honest. I I when I wanted to go back and go through all the uh, the six drops, and I didn't get a chance to. But yeah. I, I struggle to think of a lot of six drops. You know what I mean? Let alone ones mm-hmm. that are upgrades or direct analogs for the function. Like, there's no six drop flame war. There isn't. Right. <laughs> what do you, right. you? You can go look, and you're not going to find it. Similarly, um, I mean, to your point, and chat obviously notices as well. Like all the airstrike guys get blown up. Is there a direct upgrade? Go okay. Well, I'll just play tailwind in one guy, and it's like, oh, well, he still gets caught. Or are there enough aggro guys? I personally can't stand demolisher, but I guess he's an option. And then you could skip over arbitrary five character. But that means that your higher end guy has to come down a star or your middle guy. It messes with a lot of things. And I think it's going to be more heavy lifting to try and dodge it than people may be able to. You may just have to accept, like, you may lose a turn. Yeah. And I think, I think as control on control, it. All it basically is going to do, like I said, is exposure a larger character to an extra attack, and that might not be that, that big of a deal depending on the situation. But mm. I don't know. Like, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I don't think people are going to adjust to this card. Um, mm. 
Well, I think part of it is you may not have the ability to, like I was saying, with the limitations on characters. I don't know. If, but if you take it to it, to if you were to take it to its its extreme, Mm. which is like, let's just say this card was you know had green on it or something like that, and like it was like guaranteed draw it and whatever, Mm -hmm. um, then you would have such a domino effect that like the environment would radically change to no avail. Yeah. Um, because like if you if you can't play five drops, then you can't play Gal. You can't play three wide Jetfire. You can't play any patrol. Like the domino effects of this would be like tremendous. Um, right. Like you played a Cosmos deck the, the other day, right? Yeah. Like what would happen? What would happen if they did this on one of the guys? Well, and, I mean, like, you were forced to attack yeah. in the wrong order, right? You're just the game's over, right? Like you just yeah, lose. you just you just whiff at that point because there were multiple. <clears throat> excuse me, we played multiple games and in most of them, if not all of them, I'm trying to remember, it wasn't like, oh, well, I had bold 45 on Cosmos, so he just gets there no matter what. It's like, no, I I had exact to get there with the combat flip. So if I lost one of those attacks, let alone a whole turn, that's all she wrote. So to me, you have to rebuild that deck because this card exists. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's... I mean, let's be real. It was Cosmos. It's probably going to need a lot of work anyway. But, yeah, I, but I mean, I, but I I mean my, my point is like you can't even build with that same theory in mind anymore because not, now not only are you weak against, excuse me, step forward and hiding spot, now you're weak to a card that should absolutely be in the 50 card list somewhere. Yeah. They, because it has such multiple use. So I think that's the real effect of this. Like, I, I, I think you should run one or two main deck, but I just think. I, I just think it when it's good is going to be uh, like 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 I, I know I always for some reason in this game tend to think that cards like have a casting cost. Mm-hmm. Quote, quote, this looks like it's so innocuous. You don't have yeah, I almost think this if this does, it's probably the opposite of this. But like, like I think heads see a bunch. of this gains more playability, which means it makes it harder for the five drop and, and lower to see play. Makes sense. So, like, if, if, if everyone's running Parsec, like, then you're like, okay, whatever. I'll just run my, I'll, I'll just run, run my tripwires and run and, and have them in my deck. Oh, yeah, by the way, it also takes out this entire slew of characters also. Yeah. So, like, that's where I feel like it's going to see play regardless. Like, I, it's I think definitely going to kneecap the the cosmos builds of the world where they just incidentally get caught up in the tripwire and as a result just they go down hard um it cosmos being the recent example because we were just talking about it but there's a number of other builds that could easily fall into the same trap where oh well i'll just be a wider aggro deck by using one of the patrols or i'll be a a a whatever because i'm this five star is the linchpin of this particular strategy and then you just get blown out by tripwire uh, Chad had an interesting. Yeah, I mean, if Insecticons oh, wasn't dead before, if Insecticons wasn't dead before, it's dead now. <laughs> yeah, losing your kickback attack feels real bad. It's gonna feel <laughs> bad. Like losing the entire turn and, and losing kickback is real bad. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's not gonna feel good. Um, so Chad had an interesting question. Do you feel this is a d- direct result of the previous meta, or do you think it's too soon for that? 
Like, do you I think, think it's a direct result of the original metas of of Insecticons and Flame? Yeah. I think it's the, I think it's I think it's the, it's the beginning of the game of both Insecticons and Flame War, and wanting to have an answer to to punish you for playing those. I could see that. I mean, I think there that utility character slot is kind of the niche of those five characters. Well, ignoring kickback for a second where he's just like, all right, I'm dual wielding sledgehammers or something. Um, right, right, right. But you got, you know, the flame wars of the world, which again, there aren't characters that go up to that level, but you know, the three wide jet fires, the galaxies that have these little guys that are just there to do this other minor purpose. Um, those I think are always going to exist in the game because that's how the, the star cost kind of break down for the various archetypes. So I could certainly see this just being a, a design level thing where they said we want to have people or provide people the ability to interact with that, that guy that's hiding back there. Or like you said, screw up the combat so that the, the big character is exposed. But yeah, it, I mean, this crushes traditional combiners, doesn't it? Like this just, this destroys combiners. Good God. Uh, five, like five wide, five wide, six I mean, wide I, combiner, like I, traditional teams. I mean, none of them were doing great to begin with, but aerial bots might be okay because it's like, oh, well, if you tap a non, you're still taking away a turn, so it's real bad. But right, you can't, you, you can't have, lose the flip in a turn. That's the point. Yeah, if yeah. it was, um, what I was going to say is with aerial bots, like you still have your brave guy. So I guess technically, like if you're if they don't play it early enough, you expose the brave guy. It's like they still have to run into that guy. But uh, Firefly's been dying in one shots more frequently, I guess, as of late. So, um, but I agree with Chat that like yeah, the the patrols kind of took a kick in the crotch with this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So between this and hold the line, I think they're yeah. Oh they're yeah, hurting. Well, let, let me pitch two other ideas to you. One is really just a statement, croc. <laughs> but uh, the more serious one is it, this. Kind of goes back to what we we're talking about how warping it is. Do you, given Titan Masters, like just the way their star costs break down, and then this card? Do you think the rise of those? three wide orange decks in the, the Dinobots mold where it's like a seven and an eight and a 10 or something like that, where mm-hmm. it's a bunch of medium bots instead of the mountain in the middle. And then like the, the happy little Bob Ross bush on the side in flame war and whatever, or um, these really wide, but dangerous aggro decks. Do you think we're going to see the consolidation to more medium sized guys again? But if they're Titan Masters, they're still affected when eventually, sometime down the line, they're going to be affected by this. They so, will, like, but is it, do you think, so I guess that's a question, like, if it was three, and I don't know what this would look like, but like, say it's Wreckers Aggro, it's the first thing that comes to mind, and it ends up being three wide that the bodies or the, the pre-head pop-off scenario, Tripwire doesn't mm-hmm. hit any of them. Are you yeah. still main decking Tripwire for that or even pulling it out of the board? You think it's worth it? As long as I have enough greens in my deck to make up for pitching the number of tripwires I'm playing, yes. Assuming I can fit it in like two or three of in my main deck, yes. Because in that, in that scenario, I would think, given the prevalence of you know just sheer quantity of burn cards now, as well as burn effects, whether it's horrible 
who we keep coming back to or others that I don't know, maybe I guess in my head, I'm thinking you may have enough anyway. So just kill that guy in one of the 50,000 other ways instead of specifically this card. But you don't, at least I have so far, like you have to hold that, those cards. And if you're the aggro deck, Mm. sometimes you just don't have it. And like this is yeah, it gives you more quantity. So there is that point. I get. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disagreeing with it because, like, obviously, Grax or somebody. Okay, tap them. You know, like, and steal the turn or whatever. Um, It's just I don't know if you're going to be able to steal that many turns with the heads, and this compared to arbitrary burn spell still kills Parsec. So I just think. Parsec only has one health, so Parsec... Oh, no. Yeah, Parsec only has one health, so she just dies. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it, it, yeah, this yeah. does the same thing as any other burn spell. Burn card. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, which is fine. Um... I just think there are situations where, like... I've... I mean, I've played games so far where, like, the heads still get weapons put on, and... Things like that. And, like, so you're shutting down, like, all those plays. Like, like they, that, like, escape capsule and things like that. You know, like, I feel like it's going to be crushing the cards like that. It's just by virtue of how the, the heads play, I feel like it's going to be tough to do that because, you know, you, you get in on the body that they offered up, you pop the head off, they go do their thing. So then it's just, does the zap kill them? Um, in, in this, Assuming that there isn't already a, a pre-head pop-off target again. So it, it is already kind of convoluted to have to go to that far, but um, I don't know if it's getting you that much I was, afterwards. Good. The situation that I was having was like, if we have the same number of characters left and we get to a wheel, which we're much delayed with tight, tight masters, I might add. Yeah. Um, if if you get two attacks and they only get one, that can just end the game. Oh, yeah. So I just feel like the the, the upside of this card, given the potential environment, is just too much. Oh, yeah. That I can tell. I expect to see a lot of tripwire. I mean, even just in general, this is never going to go away. So if there is a rotation in the whatever future or there's... when we get wave six, like there are going to be five star characters that are worth playing. If there are, this card gets played. Like that's just the yeah, way this will be. This will be the sturdy javelin of the set, like the power uncommon of the set, in my opinion. I could definitely see that. Uh, apparently I missed a card in here. Did I never pull down the picture for, uh, um, turn the tide. I'm embarrassed and appalled. So we're going to go to... Isn't that all people like about it is the vigor? It, <laughs> yeah, I I could see that. Um, let me Your see. Your bulkhead's in the picture. Is he? I didn't get to look at it that closely. Like, I couldn't quite tell. Jackie will be yeah, very yeah. happy that bulkhead's in there. My wife is a... For people that don't know, my wife is a huge bulkhead fan because of Transformers Prime and spent a significant amount of time leading up to EI trying to influence everybody to make a bulkhead card if they took it down. Um, but we're filling silence. Did you... The, uh, go ahead. Did you watch the, uh, the basics on bulkhead? 
I didn't get to watch it yet, but it is on the to-do list. Uh, because we've been turning up all this other stuff we were talking about earlier in the show that I hope didn't get demolished yeah. with uh, all of it. The... It wasn't that. It wasn't that great. It was basically like, here's where he because he doesn't have a lot of history beyond the shows that you mentioned. So. Yeah, it's that and animated. I think are it, and that's it. Yeah. Who and who likes animated? Let's be honest. I mean, it had okay. So animated is we're talking like cult following beast wars cult following like people mm-hmm. love the people who like that show love that show i do have it on dvd i mean to watch it because but like i really just personally don't like the artwork which is such a stupid reason uh everybody tells me the story I don't like cool, it. but um, it's too curved yeah like it's curved. uh i can't the the chin's Drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. All, <laughs> it's just like, weird. All, like, curvy. That's what I mean. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not the... Honestly, like, if it wasn't for the chin, the artwork, <laughs> I think I'd be fine. Like, I, I, it just... There's something about yeah. it. But anyway, uh, so I finally... We stalled enough, and I got Turn the Tide. So <laughs> I know what you're saying, <laughs> So Turn the Tide is a Black Pip action. Choose an equal number of Autobots and Decepticons. For each of those Autobots, move one damage counter from it to one of the Decepticons that you haven't moved a counter to this way. Sure. It's cute because you can move it to your own guys if you wanted to. I don't I don't know why you'd want to, but you could. I can't even I can't I don't even think this is cyborg play. I just don't think this is good. Like how many how many bombing runs he play? Like, you know Well that that's exactly it. Like at, at first I think I must have misread it the first time. Um and then that exact example came up and I'm like, yeah, this is a way conditional bombing run. It's like, I, I don't even want to play bombing run and this has a worse pip. So. And, and, um, you, have to, and you can't put all the damage on one guy, right? No, because you can you only move one to that. It's just like, yeah. there's just so much effort. But yeah, you're right. Bulkhead is in there. Awesome. My man's officially <laughs> in the card game. Sort of. All right. So we'll move on from there because I don't have anything else for that. We'll talk about our last card. Uh, for And that is... Our last stratagem, the Usurper for Starscream Decepticon King. While your Starscream Decepticon King is upgraded with Decepticon Crown, he has plus four health, one star. Um, this, I I don't know if it was you or somebody else said this is one of the better throwback stratagems. Sure. I mean, <laughs> it is, but that, that bar is like buried like a pipeline. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I I did not play or play against, even for that matter, a whole lot of Starscream, although I did um, back in Wave 2. And to be honest, I thought the primary issue, and correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, was, was actually security checkpoints and espionages, at least at the time, because people could just strip away the crown. It wasn't necessarily the health, although obviously stats have been inflated over time. Do you, is this enough to make you dust him off? I don't know because I think the deck had to. I think that has more tools now to to have adjusted itself away from the plan plan based plan. Gotcha. Of how to like so instead of worrying about instead of worrying about well, first of all, instead of worrying about security console, you got battlefield report. Mm-hmm. immediately in wave three and then 
beyond that, if you had hidden fortification, there's just a better chance of you flipping one anyway when you're flipping at least five cards. Right, right. So I never, I don't have any experience playing with the card since a lot of those options have come out. Um, so I don't know if they've helped in that way. Assuming they that you could move the deck in that direction, then this would just this would be fine because you would just you wouldn't be playing those effects anyways. So getting them in your hand would not be like the biggest deal in the world because you wouldn't be dependent on like mining pick or something like that. If you just play backup beam and have a better chance of getting, it. yeah. So to me, I think what this card actually does, is, I think this shifts the deck to be more of like an overwhelming advantage deck. So yeah. when you're gaining a bunch of health by putting the crown on him as opposed to worrying about flipping it, you can basically just use his flips to get back overwhelming advantage from your scrap pile and just play it instead. So I think it completely changes how you could play the deck, but you could still just play the deck as like, again, like moving in more of the bold, tough direction in order to flip a bunch of cards. It would then suffer from the same thing that any flip a bunch of cards decks would flip, suffer from that no one ever plays, so it doesn't really matter, but... Uh, so, I think it's fine, except for now he costs 14. So, like, that's yeah, more that's of kind the of issue. a problem. Yeah, he, uh... <sighs> it's funny, now that the artwork is more blown up in my face, I still can't get over the, the, the Bride of Frankenstein thing that I can't unsee, yeah. because his one thruster, yeah. I guess, is, like, right behind the crown, so it, mm. I just can't unsee it. But anyway, more weird art stuff aside, I like the OA idea with him. It does feel like a natural fit. Uh, it, it doesn't... I guess what I, where I was originally going with this is that this doesn't seem to address what I thought, and maybe I'm wrong, having not that... Mm. Or rather, not having a lot of experience with the deck. It doesn't address the primary problem, which is you still get blown out by a checkpoint which is it, certainly going to be played. It doesn't, but the problem is, I don't know, that the deck could have already adapted to that strategy anyway, but basically, again, just playing a bunch of tough. Because mm. the tough enablers with Hidden Fortification are so... And, and, and the getting cards in your opponent's turn with... I don't feel like flipping a bunch of cards with Hidden Fortification mm-hmm. are the way the deck should have adapted anyway. And I don't think anybody actually took the time to to see if that, that was fine, like, or, mm-hmm. you know, or, like, Reclaim still doesn't do anything. Like, like the, the deck's still, the card's still on top of your deck. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of ways to get around that as it is. So, assuming... The problem is, I don't, I guess those ways just aren't efficient or else he would see more play. Like, that's that's the thing. I mean, like, I have to, you like, can, I just have to assume by empirical evidence, he's already not good. That's my problem. Like, right. Right. I, is I that mean, where we're at, I would agree. But I don't you know, know if those answers exist. Well, yeah. with a lot of those tools. So for example, reclaim, yes, it boosts attack, but trying, it doesn't help you at all on defense, which is when they would be able to checkpoint, which maybe is part of the reason why it doesn't matter. Um, I agree about hidden fortifications. Um, I could see an argument for keeping checkpoint just because it's a white pip, which again lends itself to, oh, I'll go find crowns in combat. Um, mm-hmm. Or you could want the blue pip. I could see it go either way. Uh, we talked about this briefly offline, but honestly, I felt Crankcase and his stratagem were 
again, because I'm completely, my brain is focused on the fact that, oh, well, if you just, if they force you to lose your crowns, that's how you lose. So why wouldn't you play Crankcase and his you can't make me discard stratagem as opposed to this one where it's funny. He doesn't actually start with the plus four. It's only while he has crowns. So if we see more reprocesses, I mean, it, yes, he he's taking two damage sort of, you know, because you, you'll heal two, but you I mean, it's just a, it's, it's a green energy pack at that point. So yeah. I mean, like, so I just think the deck needs to shift the direction, and direction to me is is the overwhelming advantage direction. I think that's Personally. that's probably true because it does also allow it to close games faster. I mean, yes, you'll you'll have a, a base nine attacker with the crown, uh, or you know, flipping a crown or however many crowns plus whatever else you're doing, but it is big guy who punches stuff good. You don't aren't necessarily, and that was one of the other questions that I I had had is is the deck so comboish focused on trying to get a gazillion crowns and recycle them that it didn't have room to play things that like help you close the game faster? Like, did it have room for marksmanships? Did it have room for javelins? Did it have room for for all this stuff? I mean, you probably would want to make room, but maybe the OA plan is better because it's just okay. Well. I'm punching that guy for like 12 and then I'm going to annihilate that guy with overwhelming advantage. I mean, the OA plan seems natural to me. Anytime that we have a card that forces that you want to have a green based upgrade on the table, that's the direction I go in. Not that I don't, I don't know that any of others have existed, but I don't know. I, I, I think, I think that, I mean, and I've worked on that deck with other people, and I've never actually seen it in play myself to see how powerful it really is. But I, I just think the plan, the old plan, I'm going to draw a bunch, plan a bunch of them to the top, is not the way that you should be going with that deck, regardless, even in the, with the cards that exist now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so manipulating the top of your deck or getting access to more cards is what you always wanted to be doing recently, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that aside, like the strategy may not do anything anyway. Um, yeah. Other than basically again be a be a green energy pack at that point, but costing you the star may not help. I just think that they're it's a deck that probably just can like I'd have to really sit back and look at all the battle cards that are in the set to see if any other ones help. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that, the only ones that pop to mind are like that the bold and tough utilities, and that wouldn't work with this card. Correct. Um, but, but essentially, anything that gives you bold and tough, or like, you know, I'm sure Spymaster's Ruse would be good because, as we talked about, like, you wouldn't be forced to play them out of order. Yeah, on your non-Starscream turns, where non-Starscream right. expose, you could dump a hidden fortifications if need be. Um, right. Although, by the same token, that may be a reason why this deck doesn't work in the OA capacity because. They'll just mm-hmm. set a sabotage, and you will never get to do it, or likely never get uh, to do it. There was a way around that. I forget what it was. around sabotage. Well, you can just you. you I mean, you're just going to play. I mean, any OE deck is just going to play. Uh, what's it called? Counter espionage. Uh, the anti cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, right. Well, you're required to, and it does play into this with uh, 
again, another white pip to help find more crowns and blah, blah, blah. Same, same story that we repeated earlier. Yeah. I don't know. I, so, I would like, to, maybe I'll, I would hate this deck as in like, if it became a thing and it really was meta and it showed up everywhere and I would hate it because reasons, but I kind of want Decepticon King Starscream to show up. Like I, I would like the deck to work. I, um, but I think the only way, like, I mean, that, but OA isn't consistent. So you might as well lean into the fact that you have a flip that allows you to at least get the, the signature card mm. or other cards back from the scrap pile. So like, you can just yeah. set up the OA combo easy. But again, that could have been done without this card. Also, this is just extra incentive to, to use that card. And I don't think it's very, like, if you lose... If you lose the ability to play Flame War because you have to play a four drop instead of a instead of a five drop, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, then like, then that whole flip more cards thing is out the window. So I think that's where it could. I just don't think this. That's where this card probably to me is just not necessary because it's. I mean, giving him four health is now not never going to be a bad thing, but you could just play Energy Pack now. So like, what does it matter? Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, being green energy packs does have its value, like you were saying. It, uh, yeah, and the fact that he has four defense, like that health goes a longer way. I mean, you have to assume mm-hmm. that he's going to have four defense, or you're probably losing anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad he's coming back to the limelight. Maybe the best part of the stratagem, even if it doesn't turn out to be good, would be just reintroducing him, and people will experiment with all those cards that you were mentioning earlier, because I don't know if the issue is people just didn't even try it. I know I haven't looked at it since I, I, Wave I think 2, that's I'm not going to lie. I think, that, I think people thought that the disadvantages he had to checkpoint and things like that were the way the old builds were, where you wanted to collect these cards in your hand and then plan them out. But I think you can... If you don't do that, then... And you just try to basically flip one as best as possible and set your deck up like to, to do, do that as best as possible. I think another option, I think no one's just, we just haven't explored that yet. Yeah. It's certainly an alternative and worth, I mean, that's what we're here for now. <laughs> we got a while yeah, to, exactly. to think about these things before we get them. Um, so I, we're obviously going to do this in more depth. Uh, oh, well, quick question from the chat before we move into that. Um, why play King when Jetfire and Galaxy exist? And I mean, that is a strong argument. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't understand you. Sorry. Oh, uh, chat's asking why play Starscream when you can play Jetfire Galaxy instead. And I think that's that's the point. Yeah, it's a compelling argument. Or even at the same cost, just to play, just to play Shockwave. Oh, at 14 stars, yeah. It's uh, so. yeah. I don't know. I. The again, it's like we were talking about earlier that the hoops you have to jump through to be on par when you could just already have those things and not have to jump through as many complicated hoops. But right. it is what it is. So, uh, before we close up, any other thoughts, Scott, on either the set as a whole, the these particular spoilers, any of the stuff Vector Sigma's doing, or uh, you want to save all of that for the obvious recap episodes coming up in the next few weeks? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I think we have, I mean, I, I haven't laid it out yet, but I, I think 
our top lists will be over the next few weeks, and then a bunch of initial thoughts because, like, unlike most, I mean, which is surprising, but like, given the situation, we're actually playtesting with proxies more than we did with other sets when we still had the option. So, I guess technically, like the other sets, we got the last cards, and then like a like less than a week later is when the set came out. So, like. Right. Given this time jump, we actually have experiences playing with the cards before they're out. So, like, we can also give some, some initial impressions of what it was like to just play with some of the um, cards as well. Um, but, like, you know, we'll go through our top lists of characters and battle cards and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, any specific questions that people have, feel free to ask them. But I think we have enough. You know, and I, I was look, looking back at old shows. It's like, you know, what strategy? you know and cards from older sets have improved what strategies and cards from older sets are now out the window like you know things like that I think what probably could be their own topics but might just get woven in with some of the other topics as well because that's yeah. obviously what makes a top list and things like that so yeah there's plenty to talk about so I'm not real worried about it um, oh absolutely and we've already, and like I said we've already had experience playing with some of the cards in playtesting yeah and we're looking forward to I mean, there's definitely cards in here, namely Tripwire that we spent a lot of time on and, and then yeah. hostilities, et cetera, where I'm excited to mess around with these, even though there is a delay in physically getting our, our mitts on them. Uh, but it is what it is. So I think that'll do it for this show. Uh, I appreciate everybody hanging out with us, especially in light of real world stuff, as well as all the technical difficulties for this particular episode. But as always, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.